Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Guys, it's Coach Jay. I'm back again with Trudy, and we're talking about when you make the right decision but don't necessarily get the right outcome. And sometimes you make the right decision, yet you still feel sad. Hope you enjoy the show. Everybody wants to be his brother's keeper. Take a little time, make your love grow deeper. Everybody needs to be somebody's keeper. It's hard to see. We can turn around with needs. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. We're moving into the holidays and everyone needs a brother's keeper. We all need accountability and I absolutely love coaching and helping people hit their health and fitness goals. Check out beammotivation.com and let's look beyond the horizon and let's hit our goals. Accountability is number one and I'm here to help you with both in-person and virtual training. Check out beammotivation.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay and I'm back with Trudy. And first thing I want to say is thank you to our listeners and our followers. Uh, We are over 2000 plays. Uh, Trudy and I have been doing this for just about a year now. It came up on memories on Facebook and Instagram that we did our first Instagram live about a year ago. And I know the first episode of the podcast followed within the next uh, week or so. Uh, Like I said, we just went over 2000 plays and uh, we both wanted to say thank you for that. And as far as a topic for this week, we're talking about when you make the right decision, but it doesn't necessarily have the outcome that you expected. And we've all done something that we know was the right thing to do, yet for some reason, it seems to still bite us in the rear and not go the way we thought, or a case of making the right decision, but then still having feelings of, geez, why do I feel so bad when I know it was the right thing to do? And Shruti, do you have any incidences where you've done this, where you know you made the right decision, yet for some reason you still didn't feel right afterwards. Yeah, but I think that has more to do with like, if if we're talking about like other people, other people involved in the situation, how it affects them. So if I make a decision for myself and I'm like, okay, this is authentic to me, but then the other person doesn't perceive it that way or they take it the wrong way, then that's out of my control, even though I feel right about it inside about my what I did for myself, but then I feel guilty about, you know, how I made the other person feel. How about you? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different situations. I mean, if we take relationship aspects and there's obviously different relationships, you have your friendships, your business relationships, and and then your, I mean, more of a, a personal intimate relationship, marriages and stuff like that. Um, I've definitely had a couple situations. Uh, recently I had one that would be more on a, on a business standpoint where a situation arose and, um, I, I was putting a tough situation where I had to make the decision of continuing the way I was going or possibly losing a client. And I chose to keep the client yet at this point, um, the other person who I was connected with business wise, didn't feel it was right for me to keep the client. And they kind of put pressure on me that, oh, well, you you can't do that. You got to do this. What are you going to do? And my integrity was, I wasn't, I needed the client. This was a guaranteed client to me, a guaranteed paycheck to me, where there was no necessary guarantee something would come down the pipeline um, from this other person. 
And I chose the client and I chose to be honest and upfront. I wasn't going to say no and then do it behind their back, which I probably would have yeah. 100% got away with it. And, and we'd both go none the wiser, move forward, keep our business relationship. But my integrity said, no, I'm going to be honest with you. And unfortunately, in the end, this person chose one lost client um, that kind of went through their books as more value than me being honest upfront and then moving forward uh, on a, a more detailed agreement, so to speak. And, and so that business relationship is no longer there. And I mean, I see that there was much more value in my honesty and in my integrity than there was in this one client. Unfortunately, they didn't see it that way. Um, I mean, sometimes you need to look beyond the horizon and see what's out there and not stop at that point. Um, I mean, I feel fine with it. I mean, we can go back. I mean, we've talked about it before, how I don't deal with egos well. I don't deal with controlling, very controlling people well. Um, so I have no problem with it. But at the same time, from a business standpoint, it's like I know I made the right decision in terms of being honest with someone. Maybe in their eyes, I didn't make the right decision as in what to do in that situation. But I chose honesty and integrity over I mean, pulling the wool over their eyes and, and continuing with what I was doing. And it feels like, you know, what? it bit me in the rear. And again, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to look beyond the horizon and see what is out there and, and just go with that. You know, it's interesting because based on what you're saying, I was actually watching a video on YouTube yesterday about communication and about knowing who you're talking to, because if you say something to your client, like a specific word, that might be perceived differently to them than it is to you. So you might use a word that seems positive to you, but to the other person, it might be negative. So for example, saying no, right? That's an empowered place for some people, but someone else, when they hear no, might feel rejected. So what this woman was saying was, okay, there's, first of all, know who you're talking to and then use words. She says that she never outright says no, for example, she'll, she'll say something like, let me think about it or let me get back to you. Now to the other person she was speaking to, uh, her name was Lisa. She says, oh no, I look at no as an empowered word. So it's about knowing who you're talking to, building a rapport and also having empathy. So whereas you can speak your truth in a compassionate way and based on the person across from you, you know, knowing them well enough, but again, you can't please everyone. So if you're saying it in a respectful tone and you're being authentic and whatever your intention was, then there's only so much you can do. And having integrity is important because I think when we don't, or we don't communicate our needs or we hold it inside, I think that can build up resentment over time. At least in my experience, I've learned, I'm like, ah, maybe I should hold back on this or, you know, like maybe I'll seem needy or like too annoying. But then I'm like, well, if I just build this up, then I'm going to explode. And is that healthier? So no. So yeah, let me like check in. Let me be mindful about the words that I'm using, but still express my truth. And now how the other person perceives it as much as I've tried to steer the conversation in a compassionate way or empathetic way, using my words softly and carefully, the rest is out of my control. So taking the steps and taking responsibility for yourself and how you can communicate your, you know, by being, having integrity for yourself 
and being respectful of the other person. That's really all you can do. Everything else is out of your control, how they react, because people are conditioned to react based on their own reality and you know their perception is their own reality, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and this was put into a situation, um, I can almost say at, at fault for someone on their side, uh, not the particular person in control. Um, there was a situation that information was handed out to a client, um, conflicting information. And, and either way, uh, it wasn't something that I did. I wasn't going out and trying to take a client from, from the, I mean, don't bite the hand that feeds you, so to speak. And and like I said, I was going to, I was honest up front. We're talking the beginning of a business relationship. It's not like I worked with this person for a year, five years or 10 years. And all of a sudden this arose. I mean, in that, in that case, I mean, let's say we're, we have this business relationship and five years down the road, this situation comes up, you know what, by all means, we're going to go our separate ways. Yeah, I, I deserve it. This happened in the very beginning. It was a hiccup technically on, on their end. Yes, I made the, the choice uh, to go which way I wanted. Um, but again, I think the value of my honesty, my upfront, my integrity um, is much more valuable than, than one client, so to speak. And Absolutely. like I said, they, they, they chose to go their way. You know what? It is what it is. I, I, I can't sit here and, and pout about it. Um, but it, it, you see situations like that. Um, in all different situations. I mean, I remember I, I remember watching a show. I was flipping through the channels and I, I found a show. It was definitely from the 70s. I mean, we're talking clothing-wise and clarity of the, the show. It was back from your Welcome Back, Cotter, and, and All in the Family days, uh, for those of you old enough to remember those shows. Um, and there was a couple in a, in a bedroom and they were having a, not an argument, but a, an, an emotional discussion. And like he turns to the guy turns to the woman and says, do you want a divorce? And she says, no. And he's like, neither do I. And then he says, but I think we should. And she says, so do I. And it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's not something you want, yet it's still going to tug at the heartstrings. You know, there's times when you make the right decision. I mean, you mentioned how you make a decision based on what's good for you, but then deep inside, you know, you feel bad because the person on the other end isn't happy with your decision, even though you know it was the right decision for the situation. You yeah. still have you still have emotions. You still care for the other people involved, um, and it, it affects you. I mean, how many times have there been people that in, in relationships that they both are are fully, whether it's a, a boyfriend girlfriend situation or a marriage situation, where they decide, you know what, I think it's time for us to go our separate ways to get our divorce or whatever. They both agree it's the best decision. They both agree that moving forward, they'll have a better life, yet they're still sad about it, even though they know it's the better decision. So how come that tugs at us emotionally when we know we're making the right decision? I think when we care about people, you know, it does affect us. And we, our intention is, unless you're a very malicious person, I don't think anyone has the intentions of, intentions of hurting someone. Like, why would you want to do that? But you have to do what feels uh intuitively good for you you know I and she talked about that too in her video she's like you know intuitively when you're so connected with someone whether it's a friend or a partner you kind of can read in between the lines and as an actor when I'm looking at a script 
it's never about like what's on the page. It's actually about what's in between the lines. So now when I communicate with people, if some people aren't as direct with their communication because, you know, they're hesitant, I intuitively, if I'm connected with them, I read in between the lines. I try to be direct, but, you know, gentle, depending on the person I'm talking to. Sometimes I'm more straightforward and curt if it's based on the personality of the other person. But I try to be, I always make an effort to be respectful. So I actually had a situation pop up the other day where I felt a bit triggered by something that was being done. And instead of me saying, you did this, or I don't like that you did this. And even though I was having my hesitations inside, I chose to use the words, I feel a bit triggered when this is being done. For me, this is a trigger. So I'm making it about how I feel. And and instead of attacking the other person or saying you did this, because most of the time how we perceive stuff is our own triggers. It's not about, like I said, like no one's trying to intentionally hurt you. So I'm careful with my words now. And I usually will draft a message before I send it to someone, um, whether it's an email or if I'm about to have a, an important conversation with someone, I'll kind of write myself a script that I'll go by. And it might not be the exact same words, but it helps me kind of brainstorm my thoughts. So I'm not impulsive when it comes to a conversation or if I start to get an emotional reaction because that's not healthy. That's low vibration when we get impulsive. So we can really just take a minute. And another thing is take your time. If you feel impulsive about a decision, don't do it. Don't have that conversation. Give yourself 24 hours. And then if you still feel whatever, like an emotion where you're just like, oh, I still feel really pissed off or annoyed or negative emotion, wait another day. Don't rush it. Like when someone texts you right away, you're like, okay, well, I have to respond. Why do you have to respond? It's it's not your emergency, it's their emergency. Obviously, if it's like someone's in you know, trouble or going to the hospital, it's a totally different thing. But take your time because when you do that, you're not going to regret it later. If it's an important relationship to you, take, take that extra day, take that extra hour, whatever it is, instead of being impulsive. That's one thing I've learned because I used to be very, very impulsive. So, and I, it didn't serve me well. And it didn't serve, I don't feel like it serves your relationships well, because when we're being impulsive, I think we're coming from the ego versus from our heart center, our higher self. And that's what is going to make your relationship stronger too. When you're having integrity is when you're coming from that higher vibration. Well, that's the difference between replying and reacting. Like you said, if you're, if that's you're kind the difference of between what, sorry, can you repeat that? Having a reply and a reaction. Like you said, if you can't consciously reply to that text message, to that phone call, to that email, and you're going to react to it, you got to give yourself time to really think about it and, um, and, and know what's going on. And I actually sent a, uh, a podcast to my wife this morning and I told her, she said, okay, I'll listen to it. I said, you got to listen to the first 14 minutes, which weren't really based on the topic of the podcast, but they talked about active listening. I mean, how many times do we have a conversation with someone that we hear them, but we don't 
actively listen, understand, comprehend, and then reply. Instead, we react. And, and a lot of times, and we have to make our, our, you have to make your decisions based on you is number one. And we, we talk about that a lot. And I mean, a lot of our topics, like I say, uh, cross over and it's not selfish when you're thinking about yourself first, because if you are not put in the best position and, and, and I, we use the term health a lot and your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, if you're not in the right position to be able to help others, how are you going to be able to help them? So you have to make sure you make the decision of what's best for you so you can then go forward and care for the other people in your life, whether it's your immediate family, your friends, the company you work for when you're working for them, you need to make the right decisions. And sometimes making those right decisions backfire and backfire or you feel sad. I mean, here's a meme that I've seen many times pop up on Instagram and Facebook. It's, it's okay to be sad after making the right decision. And again, how many times have we all made the right decision, yet we still feel bad about it? And or you, you maybe you don't feel bad about it, but there was the the outcome you didn't expect. You did everything right. You were honest. You had integrity. You were respectful. You did the right thing. Yet it still still didn't go your way. Yeah, I and. I think I brought this up before too, and this kind of touches on what you're talking about is asking yourself what your intention is, because if you're coming from pure intentions, then yes, if you are a caring person, you are going to care about how you affected the other person. But if your intentions are genuine and you're just being authentic and real, I don't feel like you're wrong I think when you're coming from a hard space I think when you're coming from a place of what you're like okay is this serving my highest good is this situation is this client is this person how are they affecting me but I also feel like anything that isn't serving you or anybody that you feel like isn't serving you in the way that you want is also your greatest teacher because if you feel frustrated with someone like a client that you're talking about look at that person as your teacher, because for you, it might be where you need to, there's a certain emotion that they bring out of you, but it's not about that. They're bringing that emotion out of you. They're teaching you somewhere where Jay needs healing or where I need healing or where I need to be more aware of like, why is this emotion coming up? Why am I feeling triggered? Why am I feeling pissed off by what they did or what they said? I think that's a teaching moment and a learning moment. For, for you or for me. Yeah, it's definitely the case. I mean, it's, it's really tough to, to balance those things. I mean, like you said, we always want to make the right decisions, but sometimes, sometimes we know ahead of time that this is technically right or wrong um, in which way to go, yet we know what the outcome is going to be. So how many times, how many times do we protect ourselves, whether it be our emotions or the outcome and do something that isn't quite the appropriate thing to do. And then in the short term, it helps us out, but in the long term, it ends up biting us in the rear anyways. And I would rather come up front. And again, it's not on my conscious. I, I did the right thing. And yes, you can go and look at, okay, this is what you did. You should have done this, but 
and there, there's times where there's times where there's in my case there were two decisions to be made in, in there and i made one decision and then based on that i was i used integrity and honesty and and whatnot and yet it still wasn't good enough i mean how many times and when i worked in the shop i mean i did everything i can on the positive thing but yet never earned any more where i could have been i could have been the guy that called out every fifth week i could have been the guy that only worked in my little area and didn't help out anywhere else i could have but i had that integrity and that drive to to do more and yet it still had the wrong outcome and, and there's times where i mean i don't know how many times i i would say you know what screw it next time it's 75 and sunny i'm going to call out like everyone else does no one gets in trouble for it but i couldn't do it it's that that integrity i mean and how how come some of us can go forward doing that, doing that positive thing and knowing that it's not going to benefit us on the other side, yet others can go and, and milk the system, so to speak. Well, okay. So there's, there's this guy who talks about, as kind of relates to this. If you have a full cup of love that you're giving, right. And you're coming from that heart space or whatever, you have a full cup of integrity. And another person has one fourth of a cup of integrity or love. How do you expect them to give you the full cup when they already have, they only have one fourth of a cup, but you have a full cup. So you can't, we can't expect people to meet us where we want them to meet us if they aren't in alignment with where we are. So if I'm like, Jay, like, I really, you know, I loved being your friend, but I just don't like kind of see the future for a friendship blah 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 blah. and you're just like what like why again it comes with like I just said if you have a full cup and I have one fourth of a cup there's no way we're going to be in congruency or alignment because we're not on the same wavelength yeah I I've seen that and I kind of explained this to my son uh and, and let's try to go and simpler math you have one person who's giving and if you if you play any of the sports games and like fifa soccer your your players have a rating so this guy has an overall rating of 90 and this guy has an overall rating of and 70 well this guy's given me a 100 percent effort i'm giving a skill level of 70 he's not going to be any better than a C student or a C athlete. He's given me a 70, yeah. but now this 90 guy is only giving me a 75% effort. And you mathematicians don't correct me. But now I'm only getting a 67% strength on the field. He's a better player, much better player, but he's only given me a 75% effort it translate to only a 67% skill level. I rather have that 70% guy there, that 70 skill level guy giving me hundred percent all the time. So there are times like when you mentioned that cup and, and I know a situation um, and close to me where it, it was a case of I mean, a wedding and a father and a stepfather and the and stepfather and, and mother paid for a majority of the wedding and the father, I mean, only paid a little bit. Well, that little bit that he paid was 90% of his life savings. 
mean, he made so much less than the stepfather did, but he gave a much bigger percentage. So how, how do we judge? Exactly. Like you said, that person with the quarter cup of, of love to give is given a hundred percent of it. If you're only giving, if you're given 75% of your full cup, well, guess what? We're given the same amount. You have the ability yeah. to give more. I can't get, I gave you everything I had. And it, it so there's situations like that. And, and you'll see that where you give everything you have yet in the back end, it still isn't good enough where that worker that, that has more to them, but just refuses not to do more because they look around and say, why should I do more? He gets away with not doing more. I mean, it's sometimes, sometimes we got to take care of those people that physically do more for us. Take care of those people that have integrity, take care of those people that actually care and aren't trying to cheap shot us or pull the wool over our eyes. And we need to respect and, and recognize that there is more than, than the dollar. There is more than that, that one client, there's more beyond the horizon and not just judge it by what's right in front of you on that moment. You got to look, okay, well, what just happened here? You know what? They did this. They did that. I, you know, I see where they're coming from. Let me take into it. And I think this was a consideration of reacting rather, rather than replying, because I don't think this particular person had the, the story before I talked to him, meaning their guy dropped the ball and didn't re relay it. So when I brought it up, it was the first time. So they reacted instead of replying. They didn't take in all the information that was being given to them. They just reacted based on one little point and not the full story. But that's why they say take nothing personally. And that's a very hard thing to do because we're going based of our own conditioned behavior and thoughts when the other person is doing the same thing so like how do we understand someone else because nothing really is personal it's based on how we've been conditioned how we've grown up our traumas all this stuff that we're not even consciously aware of 95 percent of the time so when th something's popping up we have to ask ourselves, or we should ask ourselves, well, where is this coming from? Is this really the situation or is this the situation I'm creating in my mind because of whatever trauma I've faced? That's completely different than the situation, but the emotion that's coming up is similar to a past situation that has nothing to do with the other person. Yeah. I mean, it is, like you said, it's, the reaction is based, based on them. I mean, like you said, we all, that's a tough thing. Like you mentioned, not replying to a text message or, or a message right away. And that's, that's the loss in translation thing with, with I'll say print form, but now that instant message and, and we we've discussed it before. I mean, the, the requirement of replying to a text or a voicemail or, or a, an email. And what, what is the, the rule of thumb. I mean, the technology is, is new in terms of we've been communicating with people since the, the dawn of time, yet it's been around far enough that what, what is the rule of thumb? If someone texts you and you have the ability to reply, when should you, when shouldn't you, you have the right to your time alone and your privacy and your, and just you time yet at the same time, I'm the one that thinks, you know, if someone took time out of their life, I'm going to at least reply with a, Hey, I'll get back to you later. So you don't have that feeling of being ignored, but there's times when that written form, you're going to read it in your mood. 
I can type it as happy as I am. And if you're cranky, you're going to read it cranky. You kind of, you made a comment before we started recording how you didn't want to be the mean and cranky person, but if you're having but if you're having a bad day, no matter how positive of a message it was, no matter how and happy of a message it was, you're going to read it cranky and vice versa. If you're in in a bad mood and you type something to me and I'm in a good mood, I'm going to read it in a good mood. I mean, obviously, obviously things can be worded where they can't be mixed, but in a general situation, we're going to reply and interpret it in the mood that we're in, not necessarily the mood that it was sent, which is the case of, like I said, replying versus reacting. And also, like I put active listening, if you read something and you're not 100% sure, that's where that follow-up text or phone call has to come saying, hey, I got this message. I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Can you explain it to me? And some people miss that step and they they forget. Yeah, you're totally right. I definitely believe that you do read it in the mood that you're in. And once in a while, if I am in a cranky mood or if I'm just kind of like taking it personally, I'll tell myself like, don't read it right now or like just go back to it. Go back to it in a few hours and you're feeling better. Go back to it tomorrow. And then I'll have a new perspective I'm like, okay, I'm absorbing this differently. I get what they were saying. So like the other day I had a situation where someone's like, oh, I'll call you. And then they didn't. And then they were like, oh, I've been like really exhausted from work. And at first I was taking it personally, but then I was like, okay, this person, okay, I'm reading between the lines. They seem like they've had an exhausting week. So what I said was, you know what? I, I appreciate you reaching out and letting me know. Give me a call when it's good for you. Even if it's a few days, no rush. Like it's cool. Cause I understood what that person was saying was like, they were just tired. They've had a long week. I feel the same way. So I get it. So I was coming from more of like a compassionate place instead of being like, Oh, like you didn't call me at this time or you're flaky or this, because it really isn't personal. If they don't want to talk to me, they're not going to, why would I want to talk to someone who doesn't want to talk to me anyway? I have no intention of speaking to someone who doesn't want to talk to me in the first place, but if they're trying to communicate, I see their effort. I'm like, okay, this isn't about me. They just need some space. I'm going to back off because I know that I don't like when people are smothering me or like, Hey, can you talk? Can you text? Can blah, 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 blah. Like, why aren't you responding? Like that's going to piss me off more. Whereas someone's like, just, can you get back to me when you have a minute? I'd really like to talk to you. It's important that that's going to make me feel like more like secure and like, oh, okay, now I can relax for a minute and I'm going to get back to this person. But if you're like insistently texting someone or you're like, why aren't you getting back to me? Blah, 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 blah. Like that's just going to annoy the other person more. They're not going to want to talk to you. Yeah. The only ones I'll blow up their phones on are my kids. I'm paying their bill. They have to reply to me. So yeah, if, I'm yeah, send- yeah. if I'm sending them a message, I better get a quick reply, especially oh, if yeah, I know with family, it's a little um, bit but, different. But other than that, I mean, I'll send a text. And if I don't hear from you, four to eight hours later, there might be a follow-up. Um, but I, I I'm, cool. I'm not the persistent one like that, but you also mentioned hearing and, or, or reading into someone's not so good day. I, I remember doing, when I was doing photo shoots before instant messaging and, and email was in its infancy at the time, I remember having a phone call with a, a, a beginner model uh, and talking with her on the phone and I can hear her voice that she was nervous and I said, you sound nervous. And she's, yeah, I am. I said, well, I don't want to work with you right now. Let's, let's talk more. Let's communicate. And let's set something up when, when you're a little more, I don't want to put you in that situation. 
So, I mean, here's a case again, where I mean, I know I made the right decision. So now did my portfolio possibly suffer because I didn't get photos of, of this woman who would have benefited my portfolio, but I made the right decision. Kind of like where you said, Hey, take your yeah. time. Let me get back to you. Um, when you're in a better state and that's where we have to look at, I mean, what the outcomes and what's the right decision, uh, for that moment. And I know this one's gonna be a little bit of a shorter show. You, you have some appointments going on. Uh, I'm preparing for our, our first, uh, indoor archery tournament, hopefully going into 22 or a little more normal than the past couple of years. So to close this one up, what would you say is the best way to go about making what would be perceived as the right decision, even when we know that the outcome might not benefit us as good as if we, I mean, lied or gave a half assed effort or did something that wasn't quite 100% right to benefit ourselves, or are we better going with the right decision for us, for our heart, for our integrity, even though we know that someone else might not see that we are doing what's right in that moment and it hurts us in the, in the end. I would say again, don't be impulsive and check in with yourself and look at the bigger picture of the decision you're making. What is the bigger picture of it that don't go by just like what you're feeling in the moment. That's being impulsive. Go by, okay, is this decision going to serve me in the bigger picture? That would be my best advice. What about you? Uh, Yeah, Uh, I think the same thing. I mean, we definitely need to look beyond the horizon. I mean, it's like you you have that horizon line on a photo. Uh, It's as far as we look. We we need to look beyond the horizon. The horizon isn't the only thing that's there. Um, And that's the thing where there's there's more beyond that, that that right decision, the integrity, I think, has so much more value than that one-off item or that one-off client or that one-off situation. Um, having integrity, making the right decision to move forward, I think for all parties involved, will pay off in the long run. And we just need to look, like I said, beyond that horizon and and be honest for you. Be true to yourself is the most important thing. And if you can make that decision and you know you did it with integrity and with respect, then you're good to go. And how the other person reacts to it is completely out of your control. And unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't go our way, but we need to live with the decisions and know that at least we can go forward and knowing we did what was right. Love it. Oh. Beautifully said. You always say it beautifully at the end oh, and throughout too, but just like you wrap it up in such a like fantastic way. I appreciate that. I think we... We make a good team. I mean, like I said, we're, we're hitting a year together now as this team, and I've definitely enjoyed it and, and look forward to what we do moving forward. Likewise. Thanks, All right, guys. guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset. And also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.